one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, one of the Dadley boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, and Andy Murray from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is how WWE saved one of its worst ideas ever. Andy Murray, which one was it? It's the Judgment Day, Adam <laughs> Wilborn. Um, because it's kind of hard to think about this now. It, it, it feels like a completely different unit, and mm. I guess it is in terms of personnel. But you, you rewind a, a few months, and you remember that this was one of the most widely panned things WWE has done all year. The edge heel turn, which in itself wasn't a fundamentally terrible idea, I don't think. Obviously, he's been get, he was getting the booming reactions in the arena, but this wasn't really translating into any kind of draw. Um, him going heel was not, yeah, not the worst idea in the world, but oh my goodness, the following weeks were uh, something else. We got the blue lights, we got the purple lights, we got the over-the-top silly verbiage, the mountain of omnipotence, <laughs> the, the, the whatever, whatever, dipping into his thesaurus every single week in a bid to sound smarter. Um, it was mocked every single week. I mean, we got so many thumbnails out of this guy just looking crazy <laughs> with the white eyes and the mental hair. And, and the, the big chair. And the big chair. Don't forget the big Big chair. Um, And it's, again, yeah, like I said, it it feels really weird thinking about that now because of what the stable has become on Raw. Um, But it was just an incredibly strange turn of events. But I think we do actually have to give Edge a little bit of credit here, right? Because, and this is where the WWE part of the title comes in here, because if you recall, when Edge was first, you know, turned upon and and, and expelled from the group mm-hmm. and written off through one of his injury absences that he does uh, before he makes a big popping comeback to just crazy reactions, yes. um, it was reported that the WWE actually wanted to make this a lot more supernatural <laughs> and that Edge had actually pushed back against stuff like this, which led a lot of conspiratorial minds to go, well, if he pushed back against the spooky stuff, is that why he's been booted? out um but if he has pushed back against that stuff that's ultimately a good thing because can you think how wacky it would have gone if edge started becoming like a, a literal wizard with the purple lighting and the chair and the suits and the the, the yeah from the others i the entrance <laughs> music um 
really, really terrible start. And for me to look to what this stable is now, it's quite remarkable. And it's uh, probably a direct result of who's writing the stories now, mm. to be perfectly honest. But what a turnaround. Yeah, hell of a transformation, as, as Andy alluded to there. Edge is out, Finn Balor's in. You've got Damian Priest. You've got Rhea Ripley, of course. You've got the greatest luchador of all time, Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> part of the group. It is... Like you say, to look back, what, six or so months, it's a hell of a transformation. Yeah, I mean, you know, only the luchador that Eddie Guerrero could have been in Dominic <laughs> Mysterio joining this group. It's really cool talking about the Judgment Day because what we can talk about definitively is uh, what we now know to be the last days of Vince McMahon in WWE. It's still strange to use that terminology, but if you look at the pivot, as Murray says, really a bit about who was behind the scenes as well as who was in front of the camera, we can see... The Judgment Day Part 1 being solely under the creative penmanship of Vince McMahon and Part 2 almost entirely being under the penmanship of Triple H. The Finn Balor pivot, I believe, was right in the middle of all that. But that, too, was nonsensical on its own terms. The Judgment Day had a, I think it was a just less than 50-50 win record as a group, which is less than ideal for a major stable setup just before WrestleMania featuring one of your top <laughs> stars. But they were losing on TV almost every week to facilitate Edge's big wins on the, the premium live events, which were never good. They were never entertaining matches, so it wasn't serving the character well. I still remember your face when uh, it, they tried to start a This Is Awesome chant at WrestleMania between, in the match between Edge and AJ. No an appalling piece of business that dared to have one high spot around the 20-minute mark that had some fools in Dallas going, This Is Awesome, because they were just so trained by this point to do it when WWE tells them to, more than because they're actually feeling that emotion. It was a devastating state of affairs. Again, thank goodness those were the last days of Vince McMahon. Mm. Touch wood, unless now this investigation is over, he's snuck back in. Please which, no. You know, there's been some clues on Raw that maybe he has. But, uh, yeah. The, the Finn Balor takeover didn't make sense. Still, the Judgment Day was still it, like in its own detritus, really, because Edge, uh, Rhea, and um, Damien had finally won as a trio, and then the next night, they turned on Edge. I was like, well, you just put the pieces together, guys. Why now? And it's a series of... I think, like, luck and timing are always so much to do with great wrestling moments and great wrestling runs. Obviously, you need creative direction, you need to see things through, and you need to tell stories the proper way. But you cannot underestimate how crucial it was that Triple H took over when he did. Um, it, we had always speculated on the podcasts that Dominic's turn would come at Clash at the Castle mm -hmm. in Wales. I think we made it clear from the off yeah. two years. I think it was when WrestleMania 35, we said it's probably going to take place in a premium live event in Wales in 2022. Exactly. So that was always <laughs> in the offing. But otherwise, I think they were beneficiaries of that creative changeover in such a massive way. Triple H, for all of his many, many faults, knows what it is to be a massive toss pot and knows what it is to be in a stable. So they've got somebody that understands like what the judgment they are in Triple H himself. Um, and to see them become just a like a gang of proper heels. They do not try to be liked. They have fun watching the baby faces suffer. They get their jollies and their kicks watching Dominic Mysterio hoof his own dar in the plums. And we all remember how they mean themselves just howling, laughing after they'd been beaten, but who cared because you were just watching them enjoy themselves. Rhea Ripley has taken that to the next level in terms of her face acting and her physical performance as this, well, ultimately this difference maker within the group. And Dominic Mysterio was, kind of, in hindsight, was destined to be this heel because he was entitled as a babyface. He was getting away with murder as a performer because his father was so beloved. So that character all along, was destined, all jokes aside, was destined for a perfect heel turn. So it's just been this perfect storm of events that they have then ran with. 
It takes all of that thing, all of that stuff for this group to really start to shine, but it takes the rest of themselves to then perform up to it. And I think all of them individually and together have done a brilliant job mm. since since spotting that things were really, the tide was finally turning for them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So now the Judgment Day are hugely over as a, as a heel stable. They're hugely over in the what culture mm. of this is a heel stable. Especially st- the music. Love the music. I still don't understand how they do the thing with the lights. Arguably <laughs> 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 one of the best things about this group. But... Andy, what can they learn from this transformation? Is it just as simple as don't do spooky bollocks, just be a bunch of pricks? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, um, I mean, certainly, um, I think that when you lean into supernatural stuff, and I'm glad they kind of veered away from all of that stuff, but you have Bray Wyatt on the, the other channel at the moment who kind of dominated. On the other side. On the other show. Who dominates that lane. And by comparison, one of them is going to suffer. Um amongst at least the people who yeah. are who are entertained by that kind of programming. But I think uh, a lot of it is down to really p- positioning two really dynamic, engaging personalities at the center of this group, that being Finn Balor, who's always been, you know, while the coming together was a bit, and still is, um, he has always been a sensational heel. Um, in WWE, he was a very good, very effective babyface, and I really enjoyed his run in NXT and then coming up to the main roster. Obviously, not the getting injured and missing a year part, but, you know, I've enjoyed Finn Balor in both roles. But if you go back into his past, Prince Devitt has always been a bit more electric, a bit more engaging. You know, in WWE, he's not effing and jeffing like he used to in New <laughs> Japan, for example. Um, but he's allowed to be a bit more expressive instead of being happy, smiling, good-looking babyface guy Finn Balor, who's good, but heel Finn Balor is pretty damn great. Uh, and the other personality would be 
Rhea Ripley, who, I mean, you go all the way back through her WWE career. She has the first Mae Young Classic run where you go back to that now and she looks like a different human being. She's mm. wearing the red. She's got the like properly full on blonde hair. She comes back the following year in that tournament and she's like a person transformed. Little sneers, little facial expressions, the way she carries herself on the way to the ring. The When, when Tegan Knox gets mm. injured and then she dresses up as her for Halloween. <laughs> Just like really great character stuff that she's taken to the next level. You fast forward another couple of years and she's showing it again when she faces down with Shayna Baszler and gone, you haven't beaten me yet. Perfect. Great reintroduction. Uh, and since then, she's just become one of these people who has thoroughly cracked the WWE TV format. She doesn't need to be talking for 20 minutes every week. She doesn't need to have a 15-minute match every week. She needs two seconds on camera and a little look to Dominic. And it's great. And it's awesome. Um, you combine that with Damian Priest, who is a very capable big man, obviously. Yes. Uh, he's the old... Well, I mean, the modern wrestling cliche of the big man is that he's a big man, but he's agile. Well, that's actually true. Uh, he's also always resonated as just a very cool guy in WWE when he was in NXT in the hot tub, hanging out with Triple H, going like this. <laughs> Damian Priest's always been cool. And then in Dominic, this is kind of perfect as well, right? Because on, on top of the reasons that Hamlet is outlined there, um, we celebrated the turn at Clash at the Castle like a last minute winner in the football. Yeah. We're off our chair going, yes. But the reason Dominic works in this role for me primarily is because he's a bit crap. He's a bit crap at literally everything, right? And that's great because people spent years and years and years fantasy booking his turn. They were given a reason to jeer for him at Clash at the Castle. It has worked spectacularly. And now when his mo mothers and fathers in this stable are prattling around him going, hey, look at this loser. And that, that they've literally painted him as a sub named Dom on TV. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely perfect. You'd never want to fall into the trap of the, the old Minoru Suzuki description of WWE developmental, right? It's that you you make everyone like, uh, you iron out all their weaknesses and they become this totally unengaging, just like everyone else, smooth gray lump of trash, I think is the thing. <laughs> so when everyone's a seven out of 10 at every aspect, they stand out not at all. Dominic stands out because he's a bit rubbish mm. and it, it's working to a great degree. And it's proof that pro getting over in pro wrestling is often about what you don't have as much as what you do have. And the dynamic is superb. Yeah, the, gr the group, like you say, the group just works so well as a result of that. The heat that Dominic gets yeah. whenever he puts a microphone near his face is is great. Uh, but I want to move on now because you can tell, as, as Andy alluded to there, that Finn Balor's just having the best time. Just yeah. too sweet in himself in the middle of the ring at Crown Jewel. But... He's not really the leader, is he? Or potentially might not be for much longer. And I'm not saying niggas should kick him out of the group so much mm. as just let Mammy take over. Uh, should Rhea Ripley become the leader of the Judgment Day for you, Hamlet? I mean, if she does, will you stop saying Mammy like that? Because I would campaign <laughs> for that tomorrow. So she is the leader of the Judgment Day. Um, they've not really lent hard on any one member being a leader other than it not being Dominic, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Damien Priest is very much more edges heater than he ever has been Finn Balor's. And Rhea Ripley chews the scenery. In, and I mean that in, like, in the biggest possible complimentary mm. ways I can. She just owns the screen when she's on there at the moment as this person that has found, I wouldn't even say finally found her voice because she had one, they just took it away from you know, she was she was a somebody. She was the only person to win a rating alongside Shayna Baszler in the Wednesday Night War. They stripped so much of what made her authentic and an original when they brought her to the main roster. So this is her main roster voice that she's finally found, and it's so thrilling to watch that happen for any wrestler in any company. When things are clicking, there's just nothing like it. Um, so I think she's the leader, and 
I think as well they've crucially uh, cast her up until this week's Raw at least as the difference maker because in this extended feud with the OC it's AJ Styles blessing you cannot shake him off can he <laughs> but in this extended feud with the OC she's been the difference maker because she's been um, she's given them a numbers advantage in a physical way as well as a mental one it's not just what she's whispering in Dominic's ear before the match she's physically getting involved just ask Luke Gallows' balls mm. what Rhea Ripley <laughs> does during a match but it's not just not, not shots either no she's like chucking around on the outside and that in itself was telling you know because I don't think there's been a power slam in WWE that's been as rewatched since Hogan Andre. Like, <laughs> when you do, CM Punk proved this last year. It's not necessarily about what the spot is; it's how you get that spot over. When he was getting the power slam over, that moment where she picks him up and she slams him when he's what like nearly seven foot tall shows that size difference doesn't matter, gender difference doesn't matter. Rhea Ripley is just a danger that has opened the door for Mia Yim to come back in. So finally, the sides are even, which will be a new problem for the judgment day to have to figure out and unlock which gives them the next several weeks of television and you only need to look at and this was such a thrill for me as a long-standing WWE fan that just often watches in spite of himself and just wants for better for a November edition of Monday Night Raw to feature a face-off between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair this is the time when WrestleMania stuff is supposed to be getting set up. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to see it like in 40-foot-high letters. You're supposed to be teased things to get excited for the Royal Rumble, to get you excited for WrestleMania. And in the Judgment Day, you have two WrestleMania matches already. That is a credit to the stable and how well they've gotten over. Because Ripley Bianca, we all saw it, mm. Ripley and Bianca is the match. So if Rhea's not winning the Rumble, you're watching how she loses it and then wondering how she's going to get there. In Ray and Dominic brilliantly an inspired move they've taken Ray away from the situation to provide a logical narrative delay for the inevitable when they have to fight again that feels like it could be a Royal Rumble face to face the point is your fantasy booking it gets the mind going they're two Wrestlemania matches definitely this stable will factor into Wrestlemania in a big way and we're in November that's how it used to work all the time and it's very encouraging to see that's how they're thinking about it now and just to bring this to a close Andy as, as, as Hamlet alluded to there yeah imagine saying that in the immediate aftermath of of this year's WrestleMania, that yeah. you know this group is going to you know be one of the the pillars of, of WrestleMania, for example, because you've got that, you've got Dom Ray, you've got uh, Rhea versus Bianca, who are seemingly destined to fight forever, and I've got no problem with that whatsoever. And oh, what are we going to do with the other two? They make a pretty decent tag team, don't they? Yeah, the tag team titles exist, and if they can stay as over as they are now all the way through WrestleMania, there's probably not many better combinations to put at least one of the sets of straps on them, depending on what they do with taking it away from the Usos. Yeah, they've created so many interesting possibilities. The uh, For me, right, the, the reason I'm kind of withholding all, like full judgment, pardon the pun, <laughs> on Triple H's creative reign so far is that I really want to see how he books long-term storylines Throughout his run at the top of WWE, we've had plenty of seeds sown so far and plenty of good stuff since he came in. Uh, TV is so much more enjoyable now than it was before July. Uh, so I, I think that his gradual improvements have made a very positive hole, and I look forward to watching these shows every week, which wasn't the case really under Vince for a lot of the time. Um, but this is one of a number of long-term irons he has in the fire at the moment. He's also got the Sammy and the Bloodline stuff over there. We can circle back to Becky and Ronda, which is, of course, a previous storyline that, that will be continued at some stage. Um, but yeah, the Judgment Day will be a really interesting one to follow because it's not quite at the very, very top of the card. It's, and by that, I mean it's not Roman Reigns. He's not involved. In mm. So tracking this over the next six months or however long WrestleMania is will give us a lot of insight on Triple H as a long-term storyteller. 
And the, the, the seeds that he has sown so far with this group have been absolutely delicious. You look at the things that could come out of this. And the best part is there's no need to rush to a match yeah. like Rhea versus Bianca. Uh, I know Bianca has beaten a lot of big names so far, um, but the excitement coming out of those two seconds in a backstage segment this week says it all. Yeah, hell of a fix. But uh, we are not on a mountain of omnipotence. We'd love to know your thoughts in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. You can follow Andy Murray at... You can uh, follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for The Judgment Day with no T. Ooh. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But this has been Get the table. My thanks to Hamlet. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.